a young Hollywood upstart in the mid-1970s had a vision. A vision of the modern-day blockbuster, where a hero ultimately faces his fears to blow up the enemy. No, we're not talking about Star Wars in our Star Wars podcast, because it's the third week of Shark Month, and we're going to review the third most important piece of shark media of all time. That's right, we're finally talking about Jaws. How Star Wars is it? Hello, everybody, and welcome to How Star Wars Is It? Hi, Josiah. Welcome to How Star Wars Is It? Hi, Mike. This is the only podcast where we are going to review everything that's ever existed and ever will exist on a scale of 1 to 10 of how Star Wars it is. That's right. Not how good it is. Not how bad it is. But how <laughs> right. Star Wars it is. How bad is it is another type of reviewing. Mm-hmm. And there's plenty of those out there. If you want to listen to a bad movie podcast, just like go throw a stick in the podcast store and you'll find one, right? right? This is this is a House Star Wars podcast. That's right. We're somehow both like just one more uh, piece of straw on the haystack that is review podcasts, but we're our own special Star Wars colored piece of straw. <laughs> exactly. We're like kind of shiny and uh, there's a lot of different variations of us but you can tell you know when you're looking for a piece of straw in a haystack that's star wars <laughs> um is that how the saying goes yeah i, I mean remember. like we're not quite the needle in the haystack as though we were no. something to be looking for we're just another bit of the background bullshit noise <laughs> yeah yeah exactly we are we are neither a piece of hay nor a needle we are <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're like a piece of miscellaneous farm grass. Yeah, we're like some straw that wasn't supposed to be in the hay, maybe. Right. And it's just there. But it's like it's not like the cows and the horses aren't gonna you eat, eat that hay. Wait, they don't eat the hay. Do they eat the hay? I think so. Hay is for horses. You know that old mm, expression? Right. I'm hay. should know this. Yeah, hay. Like hay is for from, horses. I'm like from the horse place and the cow place. Straw is cheaper, grass is free. Buy a farm, you get all three. What? That's another like. Man, you're really of from Indiana, for aren't horses, you? If someone said, "Hey, the new you mown hay," straw is cheaper, and then the rest of all that. Can you sing the new mown hay song really quick? <laughs> Back home again, <laughs> in Indiana. <laughs> the new mown hay. Oh man! Shout out to Ellie like, Gospel for teaching me that. <laughs> the new mown hay. <laughs> In all its fragrance. <laughs> so for anybody who doesn't know, apparently that's something they sing at the the race. Uh, Indy 500. Yeah, I was like, some race in Indianapolis. It's like the Indy, Indiana, Indiana, like, theme song? <laughs> yeah, not really the state song, but like the theme song. Right. That sh there should be more state theme songs that are distinct from state songs, and they're just—they're more about like what this the state's whole deal is. Right, like Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah, yeah. In Birmingham, think, they love the governor. Well, and I got let me let me look this up real quick. But like, so you know, uh, deep in the heart of Texas. Ah, uh, sure. Clap, 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 clap. 
Yep, that's I don't believe that's actually Texas's state song. Hmm. Is it Sweet Home Alabama? Because that'd be Weirdly, fucked up. <laughs> yeah. That'd be so weird. Um, no, it's Texas Our Texas is the Texas state song. So Deep in the Heart of Texas um, is definitely more the theme song. Okay, so I have no knowledge of this kind of thing, but I'm going to guess that every state, all 50 states, their state song is the name of the state, comma, our, the name of the state. <laughs> I feel like that's just yes. like so like old-timey and bland, and it sounds like a, like a college's alma mater. Yeah, 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 totally. The, it's like, uh, you know, uh, Dartmouth, oh, Dartmouth. Our yeah, Dartmouth. Right. I don't know why I picked Dartmouth, but yeah, 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 I agree. Like, I went to Miami University in Southwest Ohio, and the alma mater, like, song, as opposed to, like, the sports fight song, is, like, Old Miami, New Miami. And it, it's basically mm-hmm. the same formula of Indiana, our Indiana. Yeah, every... That's the other thing, too, is fight songs are normally real bangers, and then, like, the, the <laughs> alma mater song right. for any university is like, God, this is slow and boring. Right. Yeah, so like boring. I don't know why either exists. <laughs> yeah, fight songs are weird. Um, well, I man, I was so into the fight songs uh, at my university because it was like very lit, super mm. lit. Were anyway, you someone in college who went to the sporting games? No, no, didn't have time. Couldn't go. Theater major, baby. I was the same way, except I was an architecture major, which is the same story in terms of not having time. Yeah, no time. And, oh, Couldn't wait, go. and also interest. <laughs> oh, yeah, also I didn't care enough. I, I went to one, like, the weird thing is, is I went to, oh, gosh, I went to, like, a lot of uh, WT football games. WT is where I went, so abbreviation, when I was in, like, uh, high school because the football team was really good then and junior high uh, junior high and high school uh, but then when I w- actually went to school there I went to one game the entire time my senior year whenever like it was like a, a tailgating like a theater club thing or whatever uh huh it was very dumb you just reminded me of something that I experienced in the past week uh, when you said junior high my my school when I went to junior high in sixth and seventh grade, it was called Clay Junior High. And then a third middle school was added to our like district to sort of alleviate the, some of the pressures on the two middle schools and like add a third to sort of like redistrict people so that it was less kids per classroom or whatever. Um, and in the addition of that school, they sort of rebranded that level of school to middle school. And I think that's uh-huh. sort of the norm across the country now is sixth, seventh, and eighth grade is called middle school as opposed to yeah. junior high. Junior high. So at the time, being, you know, 14, junior high sounds a lot cooler than middle school. So I was like, oh, no, it's still Clay Junior High to me. Um, <laughs> but also, you know what? You know what else? Who cares? <laughs> yeah, that's and true. So anyway, the thing that I experienced in the past week or so was I was at uh, Mariano's, which is a local Chicagoland grocery store chain. Um, and I walked by a guy at like the deli counter or something. And the only little snippet of the conversation I heard was the man talking to this poor person like working there. Poor, not meaning like wealth-wise, just like she was held captive by this guy, I could tell, um, was him going, 
Yeah, well, in junior high, or I mean, middle school these days, and that's like the only <laughs> glimpse <laughs> of the conversation I heard. But I was like, dude, you're like 60. Who cares? How is this something you care about? Yeah, like that sucks so much. <laughs> I, middle I remember, school, I guess. Ours was to very. Use the PC phrase. Yeah, like who are you offending by saying junior high? Like the no PC one. PC police is after me. <laughs> We had, so ours, to continue on uh, just minutia of our education, our lower education that no one cares about, in our town, we they built a new high school, so they turned the old high school into the junior high. They turned the, oh. old, the old junior high into the intermediate school. Oh, which what could that possibly mean? It is still called <laughs> that. And so we have elementary school, which is K through four in my hometown, uh-huh. intermediate school, which is fifth and sixth, and then junior high, which is seventh and eighth. And then high school, oh. which is 9 through 12. Wow. It is a distinction that makes no sense. You know what doesn't make sense to me is that, like, the how how is this not somehow federally agreed upon? Right, standardized across, like, cities? Yeah. yeah I, I guess weird. it doesn't matter, but, like, who, like, what? <laughs> okay, okay, Mike, Mike, <laughs> Mike, let's, let's talk about sharks. Oh, shit, right. Because we're, we're knee-deep in Mark. We are knee-deep right. in are Shark only, Month. That's uh, right. We're only like uh, 13 or 10 minutes or so into the halfway point of Shark Month. Exactly. <laughs> and the second act. Mm-hmm. So this week's episode is about Jaws, which neither Mike nor I had seen before. Um, before yesterday. <laughs> Yeah, which I think it's actually... So, like, I know Shark Month is kind of a goofy thing that we're doing because it made us laugh, but I'm actually kind of glad mm-hmm. we did it because then we had to watch Jaws, which I think is a very good uh, topic for this show. You know what I mean? Completely. It, like, is contemporaneous, give or take, with Star Wars, Spielberg, and Lucas were friends. I also would love to say that... Um, I watched this movie exactly the way that the filmmaker intended in three... Uh, give or take 45 minute chunks on my phone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. <laughs> except mine was in two hour chunks on my laptop down, uh, and I was streaming it illegally. Um, oh. So yeah, I om- I almost got a thousand viruses, but I was like, I'm not gonna pay for this. I won't do it. I did your old trick of renting it on YouTube. Very good. I would have done that, but uh, don't have a lot of money in my checking account right now. Didn't want to risk it. Right. It was you know three I mean? whole ninety nine. Yeah. Who's three, got that three kind whole of money? dollars and ninety nine whole cents? Um. Yeah. Like honestly, who's got that? But anyway. Right. So. Okay. I. You said you didn't take notes, but I did take <clears throat> notes about um about <laughs> Jaws. Okay, here's Great. the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, for, for, for just, just, just from the get-go here. Is this supposed to be a scary movie? Mm. Because I always thought it was like a scary movie. And I guess it's mm-hmm. more like a thriller, maybe, or whatever. Well, um, it was the first blockbuster, by all accounts. Right. and So uh, it was sort of... It, it reached people at a mass appeal level of like... You also have been to a beach, mm-hmm. and you so also you are should of also be scared of sharks. Yeah, like I, well, this I is, okay, guess this it is, has. You know what it is? It's a Spielberg movie. <laughs> it, yes, it is a Spielberg movie. Which I thought this was very interesting too. Like, there's boobies in this. You know? Yeah. Like, and there's some. It's it's wild <laughs> that I think like I think of Spielberg as being this sort of like family friendly director nowadays. And I'm like, this movie is not family friendly. Like a kid dies. There's some yeah, boobies. You know, there's bad language. I wonder language. if the Spielberg of now, in the same way as George Lucas when he did the prequels, would be like, 
Yeah, I don't know if I would have had it be a kid die. Oh, like, yeah, for reals, though. Because like, they were both young and, and edgy and hungry, and it was the 70s. Mm-hmm, and then, mm-hmm. you know, they made the, the remastered version of E.T., and they took out all the guns, and they made the prequels of Star Wars, and they added, like, a basically, like, SpongeBob-level CGI goofball character. Like, yes. They got older, and they had kids, and their sentiment changed. <laughs> yes, for sure. Yeah, so, like, I was taking pit, or taking notes... So, right out the gate, Spielberg and George Lucas, like you said, contemporaries, uh, similar styles back in the day. So, right there, we got a pretty good notch in the belt for being pretty Star Wars. And uh, right. who wrote They're the like music? Good John Williams. That's right. And it is, like, still remembered to this day. Very iconic. Yeah. Um, the other weird thing about this movie, though, is, okay, here's the deal. This is an old movie. This came out in, like, 75, right? Mm-hmm. 75? Yeah. And... That's pretty old. Like, that's almost 50 years old at this point. That uh, can't be right. Oh, well, yeah. It's, for, it's, 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 I mean, I'm, I'm rounding something. way up, but it's like yeah. 45 years old at this point. Right. Which is nutty. And <laughs> that's nutty. The, that's nutty. The style, okay, the style of this movie is so 70s. Yes. That, and then I think I, as a movie consumer, am too used to like modern uh, style of how things are done especially for blockbusters uh-huh. that so much of its intent was lost on me because it seemed very silly to me does that make sense yes it does i, I, felt I hear what you're saying is... and i think i was able to sort of pull on the goggles of watching it as though it were the 70s sure you know like because it definitely has not in the way that sharknado did but it has like a sort of funny pacing that, yes like but okay. You know what else I was able to do while watching it was be like, oh, this is act one. This is act yep. two. Like it yep. felt like such a, a um, textbook story from the point of view of like a screenplay and how the acts are structured. Well, and I think Jaws is one of the movies like, along with like uh, A New Hope that they you point they point to in like screenwriting classes where it's like if you turn to page 60, you'll see this thing happening. Exactly. Like, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but yeah, the the style of this movie was just so very 70s and not necessarily in a bad way, but it just was like I couldn't necessarily appreciate it as a scary like thriller because the whole time I was like, oh, God, this is so dang cheesy mm-hmm. and not not cheesy. OK, here's the thing. <laughs> I don't want to talk shit on Jaws because I think I, I feel similarly about this movie as I feel about when I saw Rent for the first time. Yeah. Because I didn't see Rent until I was like, until like two years ago. And I Neither saw did the, I. Yeah. I saw the final uh, Broadway performance that they like DVD'd or that they filmed oh, and put okay. on DVD. I saw like a local Cincinnati area production, but it was also once I was in my early to mid 20s. <laughs> right. And I saw it and I was like, this sucks. And not like, yeah. not like sucks. I was just like, what? None of this makes sense. Like the the music is some of the music is really good and some of it's mm-hmm. wildly inconsistent. The characters are really whiny. Like I don't like the like how they're operating. Like their motivations don't make sense. And I think if I'd seen it as like a sixteen year old, I'd have been like, hell yes, I love Rent so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But since I exactly. saw it as like a twenty six year old, I was like, oh god. And I feel similarly about. But that that being said. I think it's still like important and good because of what it when it came out and like what how it serves as like sort of where it serves as like the point in like the musical theater canon. Right, of course. And I think it's, I think it's I feel like s- its own milestone. Yeah, and in I think terms I feel of similarly... the '90s, there's not another musical that gets like a, a medal. <laughs> yeah, except for maybe like Lion King. Not just kidding. Um, we already <laughs> talked about Lion King. 
but or cats. Hell yeah, dude. Um, but so wait, did cats come out in the eighties? Anyways, who cares? Probably. So the I feel similarly about Jaws, and I watched it, and I was like clinically able to remove myself and say, "Wow, this is well done. A lot of this is really well shot." I understand why this is an important movie that a lot of people really love. But then the whole time I was like, what, what are they doing? Why are they letting people back on the beach? This is so stupid. It, it was aggravating watching that so guy, the like mayor of Amity, which uh, he, by the way, was an example used in a YouTube video I watched about the stripe in mm. movies and television. He's wearing stripes on his, like, oh. like his, his jacket is stripes and stripes tend to um, be worn by someone who either needs attention called to them or is somehow deviant or crooked or, you know, like it sort of uh, accentuates the person as being um, big for their britches or sure. misguided. And uh, I was so, very conscious of that because like we said, this movie is very by the book in terms of mm-hmm. telling the story. And I was like, stripes, stripes. There they are. So this is what's interesting is, um, have you have you guys watched Stranger Things three season three yet? Still haven't even started. Okay, Too well busy then for those Shark for, Tank. Yeah, dude, I know. For people who have, I think this is interesting because having just seen Jaws for the first time and watching Stranger Things three semi recently, Stranger Things three cops a lot of stuff from Jaws, um, most specifically being a Fourth of July celebration mm. and a mayor and a mayor who is turning his uh like turning his back towards the dangerous things in order to keep like the money going or whatever. Interesting. Um, so like, because like, uh, Carrie Ellis plays the mayor in stranger things season three. And I oh, was like, no way. he's great. Yeah, yeah. 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 He's super fun in it. Um, he's, he's having a lot of fun being like the smarmy kind of bad guy, uh, like spoilers, but you know, the, you know, the mayor is going to be a bad guy. Come on. The mayor and is the bad guy. So like the mayor in this, I was like, I, I can see some inspiration coming from this uh, blockbuster because of course all the people in you know Stranger Things would have seen Jaws and freaked the fuck out about it. Um, the other thing I think about jo- about this movie is I feel like the only hmm it 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 was a different time with a different style of acting mm-hmm. that I think was bordering on our modern style of acting because you watch like eighties movies. Uh, like, like Back to the Future. Back to the Future seems m- like more like a modern sensibility of right. acting. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's also it's also like a sci-fi comedy. You know, it's a little, a little different. But like this seemed more of like the older school of acting, right? The, the sort point... of like mid Atlantic accent, like yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And not like that anybody the... exhibited that particular way of speaking, but right, like as though it were almost like a play. <laughs> Yeah, and and so and and the thing was like when any time it was just like the three main guys when it was like uh, chief researcher and like a uh-huh. shark hunter like uh-huh. the whole last act of the movie it was just them three I was like hell yeah hell yeah okay cool this is great right but then any time people who wouldn't otherwise be in a situation together yeah and they, and I thought they're I thought they were all doing a really great interesting job with their different characters but then any time we had any like anyone else on screen. I was like, who's, what is everyone doing? This acting is so strange. Mm-hmm. And it felt like Star Wars, but it worked in Star Wars because it was this weird sci-fi fantasy bullshit. And when you put it into what's supposed to be real life, I like didn't believe it. Does that make sense? Yeah. the I, I remember specifically at one point being like, oh, well, okay, this isn't real. Which is funny yeah. because like it's it's posed as being like an actual New England island or whatever, but it felt like um 
when they were in the town specifically, I was like, oh, well, that's most certainly the universal backlot. Yeah. Like, it, and it I suppose like... that might be coming with the the bias that I've like literally been to the universal backlot before. But <laughs> um, yeah. Like the town felt artificial enough in the way that like the Truman Show feels artificial. Yes, um, and in fact, it, it is a real place. It's like a planned community, but um, the the Truman Show that is the the place they shot. Um, uh-huh. And and this felt like a little too uh, perfect or or yeah. heightened for it to be real in the way it that felt- even like um, the. The Batman movies that uh, uh, Joel Schumacher did, that that didn't exist here on this earth, on this planet, on this country. Right. It was a version of Gotham City, whereas the Christopher Nolan Batman movies was like, what if ba- uh, uh, if Gotham City was essentially Chicago or New York yeah. or any other big city? Yes, and yeah, this this movie felt like. The crowd scenes and everything that didn't take place with like just three guys on a boat right. felt like it was part of an older time from like that's that's why I think this movie is very interesting. And I'd love to read more criticism on it because yes. it very much feels like it's of two times where like Spielberg is like I'm inventing the blockbuster, uh-huh. but also we with still people have people who were in like the studio system. Yes, like exactly. A it studio feels like it, bought you and you did like a hundred movies for them. <laughs> it feels like they were shooting a musical, like yeah. not even like a good <laughs> musical, but like someone was like re- redoing some Gershwin right. tunes to make some like by the book musical. And then right. they just took that set and all those actors and we're like, well, now we're going to do a shark movie. So we're going to bring in these three guys mm-hmm. uh, and like they're and his wife. Like she was pretty good. And actually the best fucking actor in the thing was his his like little kid, like his son. That was like really the, the youngest one. Right. He was fucking great. He was adorable. <laughs> when he was singing the Muffin Man on the beach. My, right. In my notes, I said the kid singing the Muffin Man is the best actor in this movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. But yeah. Okay. So just some of my notes like. I from the very beginning I was like okay some of this acting is a little weird it's mm-hmm. very 70s mm-hmm. um also just some of the weird ADR like uh what's your name like in the very beginning what's your name again Chrissy what are yeah. we doing swimming yeah like, <laughs> what I I remember in fact so at weird. that moment I was like should I be taking notes because like right off the bat I was like this is weird and funny to me it's weird and, f- and like there was a couple swimming. of those ADR thing swimming where it was like oh that's kind of strange and, okay <laughs> like they killed a fucking kid. Like this woman, like this, like you know, a uh, young adult woman dies. Right. They don't shut down the fucking beach, and then yeah. later on, the kid dies because the mayor wouldn't let the sheriff shut down the fucking beach. Yeah, the, the sheriff, mayor the being like a villain. Like they they did a good job in the writing justifying um what his intentions were, which were like this town lives and dies by the fact that tourists come during the summer. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I don't know if I were the mayor of a town, even as far back as say 1975, I would go, well, if there is a like <laughs> gigantic killer shark, I might, uh, I might at least invest in beaches are closed signs. Yes. I don't know. It was that was what was so strange to me, and and what took it to the point where I did kind of feel like 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 you said like oh this is fake to where right. he was so he was so unbelievably uh, crooked like yeah I I literally wrote down uh, let's see um, like is he working with the shark yes I wrote down in my notes is the shark 
paying the mayor. Yes. Like, yes. He felt like, like he was a bought and paid for politician, but the person who would have done that shark. was not like <laughs> the gun lobby. It was a giant shark. Yeah. Like whenever, whenever With it was black like the actual, eyes, like a doll's was, eyes. <laughs> a doll's eyes. I oh, got. I loved that guy. Like he, <laughs> he talked so. He talked so weird. Yeah. And I was like, this guy's my fucking favorite. Which is the also kid. a little like, like you said, between two eras of like yes, the way yes. we liked acting. Yes, because he and like I was looking up the actors too, and he kind of was from this older school of acting, right. and he didn't do much after this, and neither did uh Roy Scheider. Is that his name, uh-huh. Roy Scheider? Yeah, yeah. He, he didn't do Who very much. Who looks like a shark? He absolutely like does. he's a little s- slippery looking, and his face is kind of mm-hmm. narrow, and they do that Zolly effect, that Dolly zoom, that mm-hmm. you know, that made famous by Vertigo, that. Mm-hmm. Uh, shows his shark-like features once it zooms in on his face they yeah i there were so many weird things in this movie and then about halfway through i realized it was richard dreyfus or dreyfus mm-hmm. um and he was just so young i was like wait what uh i couldn't tell you another thing old. he's been in which is not to say he's not famous but Dude, it's the mr. same thing Holland's as like will opus, smith baby. with me that i just haven't fucking movies have you seen mr holland's opus no dude Oh, dude! If you if you want to cry, go watch Mr. Holland's Opus. It's so good. Well, I don't. Okay, well, fine, fine. You're gonna miss it. It's great. Um, I'll just also, watch okay, Shark wait. Tank. Also, the Shark Hunter. What's his name? I can't remember anyone's name. This damn Quint. movie. Quint. His his introduction when he gets introduced, <laughs> he's like, "I'll do it for ten thousand and then we don't <laughs> see him again for forever. But his right. introduction of like scratching his nails on a chalkboard. Oh my god! Right on a drawing of a shark eating a person. <laughs> And I was like, did he do that drawing real quick? Right. <laughs> <laughs> he has to have. Because why was that? Because why would that drawing have been there? No, Because right. this is like a meeting. And did he, was he spending the whole meeting, like before that, just drawing this quick drawing and being like, this is going to be really good. He, he <laughs> came in and he was like. This moment is going to be, dare I say, cinematic. <laughs> he was like, you know what? I need to get their attention. Wait, 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 wait. What if I if I draw a picture of a shark eating a person <laughs> on the chalkboard before I scrape my nails on it? It'll be so much more effective. It was right. just so cute. I was like, "This is," and then like the the head, the chief of police or the the sheriff, or whatever, reading books about sharks. I was like, "This is so cute." He's just like, he's like, "Got to research sharks." Like, right? What? Yeah. It it was. Um. It did bring with it its own set of stakes and and gravity and um importance without it being like the sort of problem of modern blockbusters, namely superhero movies of like Mm -hmm. the world will explode unless this thing happens. Like, no, it's, it's that like a a small new England beach resort town would have more people die. But in the grand scheme of things, it's like, it's, it's like six instead of three. Like, it's not like it's going to be literally the end of the world. And it, it still has the stakes of, the hero has to save the day. Mm-hmm. Well, um, and and this is so. Do, have you seen Spider-Man: Far From Home yet? I still haven't. Fuck, so, I haven't seen a thing this I whole saw it, summer. I saw it when I was in Fairbanks, uh, uh, like a week ago, because I was Ooh, like, I the big see city. Uh huh. All thirty thousand people, but <laughs> um, it did a good job of that too, of still making an interesting conflict, but for once, it being like a Spider-Man or like a, a you know MCU movie where it, it wasn't like oh the entire world is gonna die. It right. was like, oh, they are—they do need to save people's lives, but it's not like a world-ending thing. And I was like, thank you. That's like refreshing. Yeah. Um, and I think that's like where I think the Jaws sequels that they made like jumped the shark quite literally uh, yeah, because yeah. they were like, well, what are we gonna do? Although I was a little so okay. 
I know we've been, just, I've just been going over the plot because I think this movie is very weird and interesting. Um, but a lot of those choices, especially like use of, use of practical effects, um, some weird like old Hollywood and new stars like combined things. Sure. All this stuff is very Star Wars, you know. It it is it it um specifically I suppose the early Star Wars, namely the original. But yeah, l- you're right. Like uh, it it feels like a young scrappy guy in a system that is sort of out of date. Being like, what about this? Yeah. It, it, Yes, and I'm sure that the, once again, like I've said before, like how when we talk about movies, like if anybody is a movie buff or like a cinema person, they're probably like, "Yeah, you ding dongs, it's called this thing." Right? Yeah. No, this is truly might be the, our worst episode <laughs> <laughs> of us just being like, "Whoa, this groundbreaking movie was groundbreaking," <laughs> but also it's weird because it's old. Oh wow! Right? <laughs> like, oh sorry, brown brown breaking. Yeah. <laughs> Super brown gray. Let me see if I have any other notes about uh, Jaws real quick. Yeah, I just like a couple of the things, and this might be like maybe horror movie tropes too. It's not really a horror movie, but like scary movie tropes where, um, you know, everyone's still so surprised when they see the big shark, even though everyone's saying there's a big shark. And it's like, yeah, guys, there's a big shark. Like, don't go in the water. Right. Um. Another weird audio moment slash acting moment that I just like laughed so much at was when, uh, what's his face? When Richard Dreyfus was like, that's a tiger shark. And the guy turns and goes, oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, it was so weird. Why did he say it that way? Also, I said that if someone was going to make Jaws nowadays, um, I would definitely cast Charlie Day as the Richard Dreyfus character. Oh, that that's like fun. good casting. Wait, that's a fun right? game. Who else would we cast? Who would be the um, Who would be the salty old sea dog? Matthew McConaughey. Oh, that's fun. Because he I'm doesn't want to go I'm thinking of someone like older, generationally speaking, like a. Um... Oh, sorry, sorry. I was I, sorry. I meant Matthew McConaughey as the sheriff. Um, oh, but yes. yeah, that's good. Yes. The salty old sea dog is. God, who would that be? Older generation. Well, how about first of all, how about this? While we're still thinking, I'll let you think while I'm talking. Listeners, if you were to cast the three main dudes from <laughs> Jaws today, who would you cast? Hashtag Hiswi. Hashtag Modern Jaws. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, great. That's good. Those are good hashtags. Um, gosh, who would it be? I think maybe like, who's still alive? I'm having a trouble thinking of old actors that are not dead. Right, but not like too old. Yeah. Someone, someone who's like nice and grizzled. You know who might be good is the guy, uh, uh, I'm blanking on his name, but he played, um, he plays the voice of Mr. Krabs and he was, um, Truman's <laughs> best friend in the Truman show. Oh he's yeah, he's kind of salty. Yeah. Oh, you know who it is? Who? You know, I mean, you know, I mean, you know who it should be. You know who we should cast? Who? I gotta remember his name real quick because I, uh, he's like a character actor. And he's in a million Clancy things. Clancy Brown, like, I think, is that guy's name. Clancy something. I'm thinking of someone else. Hold, no, uh, yeah, go ahead. Guy. Hold on, hold on. Fuck. Okay. Yeah. Tracy yeah, yeah, yeah. Morgan. <laughs> yeah. Who you're thinking of? How'd you know? Okay, okay, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, Here's what we do. Was I right? <laughs> no, no, no. That'd be hilarious, though. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to get Alan Tudyk and some old age makeup. Oh, Alan Tudyk would be great. Yeah. I feel like, he, and mostly I'm thinking of in Dodgeball when he's the pirate guy. 
Right, Steve Wait, the pirate. <laughs> is that him in Dodgeball? It is. Okay, because that's I'm just thinking of him as that character, but now he's like <laughs> <laughs> he's just older. And then McConaughey, and then who did you cast as the Charlie Day? <laughs> oh right. Uh, or alternatively, um, the child actor who is not a child actor anymore. What's his name? The guy who was in um, Haley Joel Osment. Yeah. Current Haley Joel Osment with his big beard. Yeah, he'd be good. He'd be good. He does stuff now, right? Well, um, we are well past our typical midway point. Should we take a quick break to the Sarlacc pit? Yeah, let's take a quick trip to the pit where come, we keep our own little monster. Come back and then do our game and then actually do the point of what the podcast is, which is comparing the movie to Star Wars. Yeah, I know. We just, but listen, I just wanted to talk about Jaws because I think it's very interesting. No, it's... it's it is very interesting. It is a real, like, um, enigma. It is. Okay, let's jump in the pit. Bye! Wee! Ah, we're back! All right, one more thing I wrote uh, my notes welcome. that I want to say before we get to our game. Oh, yes. I wrote, uh, Chekhov's pressurized air tank. Oh, my God. It, it just so blatant. <laughs> yeah, that's. I just wanted to say that. This could explode! And then later it's like, yeah, 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 we'll explode it. Yeah, I was, like, aggravated that they didn't use it earlier. Mm-hmm. Also, <laughs> of I was course, a little... knowing, like you said, it's a Chekhov device that I was just like, well, of course you're going to use this at the end. But I was just like, please, please use that now. Please, <laughs> please use the explodey thing. Also, I was a little surprised that Quint died so intensely and graphically. I was, I was too. Like... like I get that he was like the least, the one we knew the least, so it like made the most sense for him to die. But I was like, "Geez, he just got ate well, up." They they painted him as like the expert, and then the they painted the Richard Dreyfus character as the like rich kid following a hobby. It, by that logic, you'd kill him. I, I I guess that doesn't make any more sense. But it was it. Uh, sorry, spoilers, I guess. But it was really refreshing. Um, knowing nothing about a movie and yeah, me too. I don't know if any of these guys are gonna die. (laughs) Yeah, I had the same reaction because I like didn't know this. I didn't know if anyone was gonna die or not. And when he did, I was like, "Damn, okay, yeah, it was intense." Right. Um, All right. Well, I'm ready for a game, Mike. I've I've been I've been working hard all day, and I want some frivolity. Yes, let's get frivolous. So, um, (laughs) first, (laughs) first things first. I did not invent this game. Um, oh. It was invented by Josiah Robinson for episode <laughs> 19 of How Star Wars Is It? Um, it's called, or, or rather, then it was called Stranger Things. Today, oh, okay. I'm calling it Stranger Things, parentheses, or Jaws. <laughs> Great, I love it this. It is a Star Wars trivia game where okay. uh, you have to pick a letter. And then that's oh, what the, the question will be. For instance, if you were to have picked J, this is the first question, the question would be called Jaws. <laughs> okay, great. So this um, is the question for J, Jaws. Um, okay. When Star Wars beat Spielberg's all-time box office record held by Jaws, uh, Spielberg took out an ad, a, a full-page ad in Variety, congratulating Lucas with a picture of R2-D2 reeling in the shark from Jaws. Um, Star Wars, though, was later topped in the box office record, and keeping the tradition alive, George Lucas took out a similar ad depicting the cast of Star Wars hoisting up and celebrating what character? 
Hmm. I'm going to say Indiana Jones. You are sort of on the right track, but it was unfortunately E.T. Oh, duh. Okay. Yeah, duh. E.T., the extraterrestrial. Okay, I guess it would so be kind of you're... weird to see Harrison Ford picking up Harrison Ford. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the ads are cute. Like They are like hoisting them up on their shoulders and stuff. It's, it's fun. Okay, so you have the following letters to choose from. Okay. I'll, I'll only give you a few, but there's a, a number of questions. So the first three you can choose from are D, B, or S. Let's go D. D. So <laughs> this one, as the last one was Jaws, this one is Dawes. <laughs> Dawes okay. is a band that Josiah and his family likes. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think they're fine. It's true. Star Wars has musicians in it as well. <laughs> <laughs> like Figger and Dan and the Modal Nodes. Or the band that plays in Jabba's Palace in Josiah's favorite movie of all time, Return of the mm-hmm. Jedi. That's correct. Who are the original three members of this band? And the caveat here is that there's like a dozen special editions slash former Expanded Universe Legends characters. But the three right. members of the Jabba band in the original mm-hmm. Return of the Jedi. Ooh. Oh gosh, I feel like I know one of these names only because you've said it before. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> uh huh. Oh wait, Max something. Yep. <laughs> yep. So that is a Max um, in there. Half of one third, so that is one sixth of the <laughs> equation. It is Max something. Ooh, any, okay. Any any just shot in the dark of the other two names. And, and here, I'll give you this piece of information. I would have been able to give you one, and I would have completely not known the other. <laughs> Is it? It's Max. Okay. I have no idea. I have no idea. Okay. They are Max Rebo. I was going to say Max Zebo. Damn it. I was so close. close. Um, the, the woman who's kind of round but has a long set of lips mm-hmm. that they then like sort of reanimated with CG, and she sings the song Jedi Rocks Ugh. instead of the original song Lapty Neck. Yeah, kill me. Um, her name is Cy Snoodles. Okay. And then there's also a character named Droopy McCool. <laughs> <laughs> Droopy McCool? <laughs> no, that's silly. That sounds like a Hanna-Barbera character to me. It absolutely does. <laughs> I guess that's Man. just Droopy Dog, but... That's so... Uh, okay. Oh, Droopy McCool. So that. your next letters to choose from are B, S, or C. Let's go S. Okay. Is it saws? It was going to be saws, and I looked up all sorts of details on fusion cutters and other tools in the Star Wars universe, and I just couldn't develop a good question. <laughs> so instead of saws, it is slaws. <laughs> or I guess really more like stews. <laughs> Great, yeah. In Empire Strikes Back, Yoda shares some homemade stew with Luke. Since this is Star Wars, of course this concoction has a name. What is it called? <laughs> uh, uh, Bantha stew. I don't know. It is, and I learned this today, so like, it's not a big deal. Of course, it is right. called root leaf stew. Oh man, I should have um, known. As a follow up here, um, in uh, oh hold on, uh, oh yeah, no, this isn't a question follow up. This is just more background that I found on the Wikipedia for or the Wikipedia page for specifically root leaf stew. <laughs> 
In an unusual promotional campaign for the Empire Strikes Back radio dramatization, National Public Radio hired Craig Claiborne, a renowned chef and food critic, to create a version of root leaf stew that could be made with ingredients no. originating from Earth. No. The recipe why? was published in newspapers and magazines across the United States. No. Why? <laughs> that like, is such a wow. strange... There were unabashed nerds in the like in 1980. Wow, that's true. I um, guess you're right. Uh, yeah, that's okay. Wild. So now you've got B, C, or G. Okay, I'm gonna say G. Okay, so this is gauze. <laughs> um, and. If you get an arm or a leg chopped off, you might need some gauze. My question here is mm -hmm. just name a dismemberment from every Star Wars movie. And then the answer I wrote was, I'll just get online and verify. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, episode one is <clears throat> uh, Darth Maul gets chopped in half. Does that count? Um, sure. I, I suppose that's the only one that comes to my mind because usually it's at the hands of a lightsaber, and that's the only. Uh, yeah, Darth yeah. Maul gets chopped in half. Ding! Sure, great. <laughs> I like, I like how much work you've put into this game. Um, <laughs> so, episode two, uh, Anakin gets his arm, his hand chopped off. Right. Ding, ding, ding. Episode three. And then he falls asleep. <laughs> yeah, episode three. Yeah, he goes, honks you. Episode three, uh, Count Dooku gets his head <laughs> ch chopped off, and also Anakin gets a bunch of things chopped off. That's Both of those are correct, and neither of them go honks you. And neither of them go honks you. They go regular. Uh, <laughs> and uh, let's see. Episode four. Uh, what's his face? What's his face, dude, in the bar gets his right. hand chopped off by Panda Baba. Panda Baba, thank you. Thank you. A.K.A. Walrus Man. Mm-hmm. And then episode five, Luke gets his little hand chopped off. <laughs> yeah. And then and then it gets chopped off again in episode six, I think. Or is that Darth Vader's hand? No. Yeah, Darth Vader's hand. Yeah, Darth Vader's hand gets chopped off in episode six. Um, do I have to do all the other ones, too? Seven. I don't think it happens in Rogue One or Solo, but hey, listeners, call us out. That's fine. <laughs> It'll be interactivity on, on Twitter or whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, in episode seven. I, I, it has to happen in the, the sequels, right? I would think so. I can't think of any time it does, though. No, I guess I can't either. Kylo Ren gets his face hurt in seven. Yeah, but that's not Damn. a dismemberment. Well, and then Snoke, of course, gets cut in half in the way that Darth Maul gets cut in half. Right, right. So that one counts, folks. Not in the same way, but if we're calling it a dismemberment by getting cut in half, then Snoke gets cut in half. Totally, 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 totally. Is there one in Force Awakens? Man, I don't I know if there is. Don't we'll have to look it up. I think so. All right. Well, uh, listeners, tell us if we're dum dums. Yeah. Or, I mean, like, just uh, listeners, just tweet at us how much you like the show and we'll share it. <laughs> That's also and true. People will be like, "Man, that. this show must be good because they're just retweeting." You know, right? Okay. Uh, let's see. We haven't done B yet, so there's B, C, or Y. Okay, hit me with um, B. Okay, B is bras. 
Um, nice, dude. Nice, nice. The iconic Princess Leia golden bikini from Return of the Jedi was auctioned off in October 2016 for how much money? And this is multiple choice. The choices are $2,800, $24,300, or $96,000. I'm going to say 96000 96000 Is that right? That is right. <laughs> Dude, of course. I was gonna I was gonna say something even higher if I had to guess, like I don't know, like two hundred fifty or something crazy like that. Something totally pervy. Um <laughs> it's so pervy. <laughs> um, okay, so you've got C, you've got Y, or you've got T. All right. Uh hit me with um hit me with the what which one are you most excited about? Oh, that's a good question. Um Well, how about this? We'll do Y because I'm least excited of the three about that. <laughs> okay, great, great, great. Why is yeehaws, <laughs> um, <laughs> which of course is what Harrison Ford Han Solo says when he comes back to save the day at the Battle of Yavin. He's like, right. classic. Other than Han Solo and Chewbacca, of course, who, uh, who from the rebellion's attack on the Death Star survived? And the answer here is three people. However, one of the three is a different answer whether you're answering in canon or legends. <laughs> okay, there's three of them. Yeah. That's Other than Han and Chewbacca. So like rebellion fighter pilots. In the in, in New Hope. Right. Okay. Is Wedge one of them? Wedge is one. Biggs? No, Biggs gets shot. You fuck, you're right. Damn, fuck. Shit. Uh uh there's a big one though that you're you I would have imagined was your first answer. Oh, Luke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was one of the survivors, Luke and Wedge. And then um, they were the two X-Wings that survived, and there was one Y-Wing that you see flying away before the explosion. Oh, God. Is it Gold Leader? It is not Gold Leader. Uh, okay, who In is it? canon, here's a, here's a clue. <laughs> <laughs> As though this will help you at all. In canon, um, this Y-Wing's call sign was Gold 3. Does that give you the okay. person's name? <laughs> yeah, C-3PO. No, it's Evan Verlaine. Um, hmm. in, in, but, but I'll give you one more shot. Do you know the legend's answer? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I don't. You're very close. It was Kian Farlander. Oh, uh, duh. Jeez, yeah. why am I such an idiot, you know? No, I know. That one was right there. Um, okay, so you've got the remaining ones are C or T. Okay, we'll do C. C is Claus, a.k.a. Mm -hmm. Santa Claus. <laughs> um, the infamous Star Wars holiday special from 1978 oh, yeah. included an appearance from what golden girl? Oh, actress? man. Oh, man. I mean, the only one whose name I have off the top of my head right now is Betty White. But it's not Betty White, is it? Right. It is not Betty White. What's the... What's the other one's name that I remember? On the well, tip of as my I tongue? understand, there's four of the Golden Girls, but the other one is B. Arthur. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I forgot about. And B. the follow-up here is a is another question. She she was like um, a another bartender of the Cantina, the famous Moss Eisley Cantina. Oh, um, okay. And so the follow-up here is this appearance. Uh, excuse me, this appearance made her a woman with a speaking role in a Star Wars. How many other women at the time had had speaking roles in Star Wars? At that time. Like, B. Arthur was the what 
number say, of women with speaking roles. Gosh, did the holiday special come out before or after Jedi? Before Empire. Before Empire. Oh, then she's like the second. She's the third because Baru and Leia. Oh, yeah. I was only thinking of Leia. I, I, how, see, of course I forgot Luke. about Baru. Fucking Luke. So that brings us to our last question, which was T. And that is, of course, Twas. Mm. Twas the night before. <laughs> what? That's right. This is another holiday special question. <laughs> um, but the in-universe holiday that they were celebrating in the special was not Christmas. It was a fictional Star Wars holiday. What was Life the name Day. of the holiday? And please describe its meaning and traditions. <laughs> Isn't it Life Day? It is Life Day. And, and it's, what is Life uh, Day? I know, I know it's celebrated on Kashyyyk. That's right. Because or as I was pronounced at the time in 1978, Kazook. Wow. Really stellar uh, uh, work, uh, Lucas Lucas Arts. Life Day, and I know it was celebrated on Kashyyyk by the Wookiees. I feel like maybe it was celebrated in multiple places too, and not just by them. But it's uh, it's whenever. I think it, is it. I think it might just be on Kashyyyk. Is it just a Wookiee <laughs> holiday? I think it is. So Life Day was a time honored holiday observed by the Wookiees on their forested home planet of Kashyyyk. <laughs> okay, hang on. <laughs> It celebrated the values and tenets of the Wookiee culture, including family, joy, and harmony. Life Day celebrations involved a feast and journey to the Tree of Life, which represented the first seed and spark of life on the planet. Said tree was decorated with crystalline Life Day orb, and rituals were conducted around it. The feast involved shishak fruits, rorschach lice syrup, and most of all, sacred orga roots. Which had been foraged from the Shadowlands in the days before the celebration. Oh, oh see, I I sh I knew all that. I I can't <laughs> believe I can't believe I forgot some of that stuff. That's ridiculous. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm kind of ashamed of myself, to be honest. Well, so that's the end of Stranger Things or Jaws. <laughs> I love it. And I'm looking now at our record time, and I know that we've had little breaks and stuff, but we're already almost at an hour. <laughs> yeah, we got to. I mean, we'll, we'll we'll do a wrap up. Let's do some pros yeah. and cons. Okay, because so I mean, Jaws, Star Wars. I mean, yes and no, because I feel like a lot of the stuff we said, we got some bangers. Like the music is John Williams. It is the same. Yeah, not time as many period. like distinct bangers, but it is definitely a John Williams score. Yeah. And it's the same time period, uh, similar auteurs doing... I got to learn how to say that word right if I'm going to keep saying Again, it. Again, I think it's Arthur. Right. Similar Arthurs doing similar things with media and making uh, new new types of movies. Um, although, I don't know. I think that might be sort of... The fact that they're, all, they're both are also like textbook, like A New Hope and... Um, uh, Jaws are both like textbook screenplays and stuff like that, but I think the similarities kind of end at like end there, like they end in the fact of the kind of movies they are, because I think like the content inside of them are not that similar. If that makes totally. sense, totally. Yeah, no, I I am a hundred percent with you. But I think we'd be hard pressed to find a movie that has more in common with Star Wars, like in how it was made and sort of like the time, like all the fun facts about it. Um, of all the ones we've done, you know? Sure, they got a lot of fun facts. <laughs> <laughs> like, in common. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. I don't know, Mike, what do you think? Um, so, thinking about Jaws as a Star Wars entry, 
I'm I'm really uh, not finding a, a other than our sort of cold open of the the hero blows up the enemy, <laughs> right? Like it literally explodes. I'm having a hard time giving it very many Star Wars points. It's got John Williams. It's got a, a critically acclaimed famous director from the '70s, but otherwise, it's like I don't know. Oh, I need to give it a unit of measure. Um, yeah. I'm going to give it the, 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 the unit I use is Quint's, um, jaws that he has mounted all over his fucking yeah. shack. <laughs> um, and I'm going to give it like, uh, like three jaws. Nice. You're going to give it the name of the movie. Really? You're going as low as three. Wow. I, I think. <sighs> See, I was thinking higher, I, man. I could be convinced as high as five, but I'm just going to say three, Damn. like in shark tank. If I'm going to set my ceiling for my deal as five, I could be convinced as high as that, but I'm going to come into the negotiations as a three. Mm, okay. You've, um, gosh. Well, Mike, By the way, do you want to be... start a podcast, How Shark Tank Is It? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. This, this, this is one of our many nesting podcasts within a podcast. Right. right. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to say... I, I'm having a hard time going lower than five. I think maybe five might be mine just because I think it has so much in common with the kind of movie it was. You know, no, no, no. What, you know what? You're right. Because I'm thinking about New Hope and I need to think about right. all of Star Wars. Right. Exactly. I need to think about the all chili, of Star Wars. The chili, if you will. The chum. Yes. I got to think about the chili. And I can't believe I haven't been thinking about the chili for so long. Um, yes. Yes, 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 yes. I think you're right. I'm going to go a little higher. I'm going to say like four because I don't. I think it has less in common with later Star Wars's. Sure. Um, but yeah, no, I can definitely. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I that think you're freaking said, right, dude. I loved this movie. Yes, I watched it in short chunks because I watched it like at lunch during work and when I was in a lift to go have dinner with some friends. But like, I found myself even in the later chunks, like starting in the middle or whatever, just like wrapped. <laughs> yeah i i could not um, stop like watching the movie it was it was like really good <laughs> yeah i, know I that thought that this... is like maybe the coldest take that we've ever had including things like cgi doesn't look real and and that the matrix was good um yeah. <laughs> yeah. i see i i didn't enjoy it in that same way but i definitely uh no I, I like i said earlier like i objectively i'm like this is a good well-made movie yeah i didn't enjoy it as much as i wanted to necessarily um for sure. various reasons but yeah it's like it's a good flick it's a good dang flick totally um but yeah i think you're right i'm gonna say four and i'm gonna go my unit of measurement is gonna be um amount of people that the <laughs> shark killed um, <laughs> because i think it was four was it total sure uh maybe the the lady to, I think like the young the woman lady, the and little the kid. little boy and then Quint of course yeah and then that dog that dog that made me sad that the dog was like yeah, it was horrible like I know we didn't actually did we actually see the dog dead or was it just sort of alluded no that... we saw like his stick or something that he was right. chewing on maybe you know what uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say the dog escaped so that's fine oh. in my in my in my sort of cool head cannon. Sure. Yeah, we're gonna go four. I'm gonna go. We're Your gonna say Jaws that for head cannon. <laughs> okay, so folks, do you want us on the internet? <laughs> if you want us, baby, on the old internet, we're at House Star Wars Visit on Twitter and Instagram, and 
Oh, what else are the things we that are, we do? We um, are a good podcast at gmail.com if you want to email us. We have so far to date, other than the sort of traditional emails you get when you start an account with like PayPal or Amazon or whatever, we have gotten one listener email. <laughs> yeah, we got one the other day, which was very neat. And they were very cool. They gave us a review uh, on iTunes and they requested us to talk about maybe some uh, ex- expanded universe stuff. Which I think is a good idea. I will have to become quite versed in in a short amount of time. (laughs) Well, I think the good thing about expanding universe stuff is that like a lot of them are like books or whatever. So we can just like read a book or read a synopsis of a book maybe. Oh, yeah. Um, No, I will watch Star Wars Explained and (laughs) like have it told to me. Mike, once this is our job, it's going to be very fun whenever we can just like read a Star Wars book all day. You know? Yeah. Uh, We also got. Do we already did we talk about that cool shout out that we got on Twitter last time or no I can't remember we can talk I about don't it remember again if we did we, we yeah we got a nice shout out on Twitter from a, another listener who was very cool we'd retweeted them I believe um, and responded to it uh, so we also actually um, were and this has now been a number of weeks and I I told them like we're already recorded through halfway of uh, through September or whatever but um. We got uh, a quick little promo that we put together uh, aired on the WSTR uh, Star Wars Public Access uh, radio podcast show that is another uh, Chicago uh, homegrown uh, Star Wars related podcast. So a shout out to them. Check out WSTR on uh, yeah. the, and wherever you get podcasts. They're great. They have an episode. I want to say it's two episodes a week. I haven't kept up but i've listened to a handful of them and uh it's it's great it's like all things current star wars news uh whatever the whatever the new things of the day are and then they have a topic that they talk about each episode very cool yeah we've uh, we've got some ads coming up in a couple different places so hopefully if your new listeners coming from those shows welcome and we're glad welcome to, have to you. this bad show and sorry to see you go <laughs> Uh, um, I uh, oh, we said let's see we said our twitters and instagrams. I'm at Mike Gospel on Twitter. Josiah is at the Josiah Man. Um, mm-hmm. Please also leave us a five star review. That would be so sick. Um, and you can give us a little uh, little or I guess a five star rating, and you can leave us a little review. I don't know how I keep messing up those terms, but uh, yeah. tell your friends definitely. Please tell your friends. The only couple people we've heard from who are like, hey, I recently discovered your podcast and I love it. And we were like, how'd you find it? And they were like, a friend told me about it. So please yeah. tell your friends. So tell your friends because they might like it too. Um, yeah. I think that's everything. So Yeah, I think it's probably time for Tubby Bye Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So as we always say, <laughs> we love, love you. And may the fourth, fourth be with you. you. Should next year's shark month just be sequels (laughs) absolutely yeah shark tank 2 jaws 2 shark tank uh, 2